Hi guys. Welcome back to another episode of Argue with the Wall. This week is, uh, it's my greatest of all times, like, in all categories, because it, it's, it encapsulates what Argue with the Wall truly is. I've done an episode, I've done a few episodes that kind of touched on these topics. So, like, for example, I did an episode on um, the greatest movies of all time, which I do talk about in here. I won't go into too much detail because I already um, have kind of brushed over these, uh, but not, I haven't talked about all of them um, because I go into each like category, for example, for like movies. So, we have comedy, romance, rom com, horror, thriller, action. Marvel, drama, and animated, slash, like, Disney, Pixar. And then we have, like, actors, actresses, book, song, band, um, artist, which I couldn't choose, like, one artist because that's, like, impossible to choose one artist for every genre. Like, you can't just say there's one artist that is the best of all time when there's so many that exist um so we have pop rock and roll pop comma rock and roll rap classical um indie slash alternative and i forgot to add in country but we'll we'll get to that uh then we have like snacks drinks colors tv shows social platforms you name it and i probably um, have an opinion for it, which is nothing new. That's, we already knew. You, you give me a topic and I'm going to have an opinion about it. <clears throat> so, um, any updates I have for you guys? I don't know. Should I just like get into it? I think I might just like want to get into it. I don't, <sighs> went to Starbucks this morning and <laughs> I had therapy earlier this morning but it's virtual, so um, I was able to, like, I had time to, like, run and grab coffee and then come back to my apartment in time for the appointment. When I tell you, like, I walked into that Starbucks and, like, I had just rolling out of bed. I had the, the rat's nest in the back of my hair. Um, I have a hole in my PJ pants. And I just know I got a couple of looks because there were, like, the girls that were studying and doing their work there, being cute with their Stanley Cups. Um, but not me. Nope. I don't even know what I was wearing this morning. It was just, like, the epitome of PJs. Um, that's, like, the only notable thing to share with you guys. So, without, <laughs> without further ado, let's just get into it. So, I want to start off by saying I'm not an expert in any of these. Okay. Similar to the episode where I talk about the greatest movies of all time, I don't have a degree in film. I took one film class, and it wasn't even just a film class. It was American pop culture. Um, a lot of these are heavily based on, like, you have to remember I'm, I am an American, and I have not had, like, a lot of exposure to um, global artists. So this is just, like, me personally, I know that there are like 
many other artists out there that I haven't been exposed to that maybe I would think are the greatest of all time. But I just haven't been exposed to that in like different cultures and different societies. So like this is all stemmed on just like, you know, what I watched growing up, what I listened to growing up, just like my environment and my culture and how it's like all impacted the things that I think are the absolute greatest. So just wanted to get that out there. Felt like it was important to mention. And let's get into it. All right. For comedy, I had a hard time thinking about this one because I feel like a lot of comedy movies are just like rom-coms nowadays. Like, I feel like they don't really make just comedy movies, like with no love interest. And so I got to thinking and I was like, what's a movie that like made me actually laugh out loud and it was the hangover now people will argue what their favorite one is one two or three i think there's only three um and i'm gonna go with number two number one not the best still made me lol now the third one still fucking hilarious but it's you can't beat number two it's a tie between the two the the second and the third one I will say that and god damn I mean just like Bradley Cooper come on guys come on god you see those blue eyes yeah do you see those blue eyes and you tell me that you're not absolutely transported into heaven (laughs) he's awesome but yeah for comedy the hangover next up romance pride and prejudice and i don't want to hear oh no it's the notebook oh titanic no great movies very romantic um but here's the thing with pride and prejudice it was written in a time by a woman who seeked just this like she didn't seek this love obviously the main character wasn't like seeking love not really but i just the reason it's the best romance movie um not besides like the actors and the actresses and how phenomenal everything was um and just like the costume and set design was just like insane But, like, the chemistry between the main characters, like, Kira Knightley was, what was she, 20? She was 20 years old whenever they filmed that, and it's, like, her best movie ever, okay? Um, It's just, like, it's heart-wrenchingly beautiful, just like the and it's it's it was written the book originally was written so long ago yet it's still so like relevant because we all have this kind of like prejudice against people oh like we've heard this we've heard that before we even know the actual story of you know what someone's been through and so it it takes you along with this girl who is just like has this already like pre 
this prejudice against the main guy because she's heard a thing or two and she's talking around and people are saying this and that. Meanwhile, he's basically been in love with her ever since he laid eyes on her. And, you know, you just, you can't beat the way a man talks to a woman whenever it was written by Jane Austen. You have bewitched me, my body and soul. When's that going to happen to me? When is a man going to tell me that he's bewitched body and soul? (laughs) When's it my turn? Hmm? Oh, and then uh, some of these have like some close contenders, uh, which I will reveal as we continue. But the romance, uh, second place, really close, La La Land uh, with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. It is just like... It's the definition of right person, wrong time. You know, you're always missing one another. And I absolutely love how it captures the importance of when you love someone, you know, you might not be able to be with them because they have bigger things to do. They have to, like, be on their own to fulfill their dreams. Like, letting someone go because you love them and you want them to like strive in whatever they're doing and thrive I think that is like one of the most beautiful things and I also just love them both as people and actors and it's like a musical but like not a musical at all but like there's a lot of music involved and it's just like it is musical but like I just I think that it's a really, it it has a very great underlying theme and moral to it. Um, Great lesson. Next up, rom-com. I had to do a tie. I couldn't pick one. I just, it, I could not do it. Um, It's a tie between the proposal uh, with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds and How to Lose a Guy how to lose a guy in 10 days um both just fabulous movies i have seen the proposal a million fucking times and i will never get sick of it there is just something about the characters betty white's in it fuck i miss betty white i really do when i tell you i was in distraught the day I found out Betty White died. I, <laughs> that was one of my darker days for sure. And I'm not even kidding either. Like, I loved that woman. I was rooting for her and she was so close to becoming 100 years old. And then she just, she said I had to go. I was like, whatever. You wanted to leave us? It's fine. No, but uh, anywho getting off getting sidetracked great movie if you've never heard of the proposal or like don't know what it's about it's basically Sandra Bullock's character I can't remember her name right now um she is I believe Canadian she's living in the U.S. And um, she has, like, a high position at this company, I think, in New York, some big city. And 
she doesn't have her citizenship and she's basically like she's told that she's getting deported because i think she went through a divorce and or something like that basically she's getting deported and sent back to her home country and she's like shit like i can't leave i have so much here i've built like my entire life here my career is so successful this and that so she has this like a little assistant or i don't think yeah he's her assistant uh it's ryan reynolds and (laughs) he there she's like the devil by the way like she is not a great boss she's mean she's bossy uh ryan reynolds and sandra bullock don't like each other in this movie now she comes up with this idea basically of pretending to get married like that's why it's called the proposal with ryan reynolds and in order to save herself from being deported and it just takes you along their journey of like her meeting his family and like making it seem as real as possible um in order for like the deportation center to believe them and it's just like you want to know what sandra can do it all sandy can do it all because you think about it um bird box and then the proposal you could do a dramatic scary thriller and then you can do the proposal a classic rom-com <laughs> come on she just she can do it all truly ryan reynolds is also just one of the funniest people on the planet i'm so serious too um and then i talked about how to lose a guy in 10 days in my greatest movies of all time um episode so if you want to learn about that uh hear me talk about that go ahead they just don't make them like that anymore that's all it is they don't make rom-coms like that anymore they make rom-coms but just not just not like that they just don't do it that same way all of the older ones also hitch great rom-com with will smith we don't like will smith but we do love that movie next up um horror slash thriller i want to reiterate that i don't like scary movies but um i had you know it's a staple piece in in cinema so i thought i would include it um us by directed by jordan peele uh it is a close second to his other one um get out i could hyper analyze this movie for the rest of my life you say i want a 2000 page essay on this movie i could do it there like his mind is absolutely insane okay the use of so many symbols and and how there's just so many like allegories throughout this movie it is like i don't even know how and it seems so effortless too and the way that he incorporates humor throughout the movie while still having it be like a thriller scary movie and not like a comedy movie i think that it's incredibly brilliant 
Um, Did I have anything else to say about that? No, but if you haven't seen any of his movies, I haven't seen his newest one yet, but I like them because they still will give you that jump scare, but it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, that is, I, you will say that if you watch his movies or have watched, you know that, like, you're gonna say, what the fuck is going on right now? What the fuck did I just watch? That's what, that's, I guarantee. So, now... I also say this in the other episode about the movies. I'm not a big, you know, older movie girl. Let's get that let's get that straight if you couldn't tell already. Like old movies, like 60s, 70s, 50s, 40s. It doesn't do it for me. However, I will say that I do have a great appreciation for the classics that have set the foundation for the movies that we know and love today. Just wanted to point that out in case anyone's sitting there yelling at their phone or whatever you're listening on and saying, Lily, what about, you know, Psycho? What about the OG horror movies? What about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? What about, um, what about the iconic, you know, fucking <laughs> Insidious or whatever the in Paranormal Activity, whatever those movies are. Okay, well, I just, I don't like them. They don't have like these deeper, yeah, they're scary, scary as shit, but they don't have like this deeper meaning, this well thought out symbolic like motifs throughout the whole movie. Maybe they do. I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, those movies aren't calling out racism in America. Just saying. Maybe they are. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they are. <clears throat> Next up, we have an action movie. This was hard because I'm a big action girl. Oh my gosh, there's a little fly. Um, there's a little little fly boy. Um, let me fix my beanbag chair. Uh, I'm a big action girl movie. So this was pretty hard for me. But at the end of the day, I think one of the best, like, when I watched this movie, I remember just saying out loud, like, holy shit, that was a good movie. And I don't say that very often. Like, I'll be like, oh, that was so good. Like, but I remember watching this movie and being like, like stunned. I was like, this is a fab, that was a fabulous movie. Um, and that would be Skyfall, uh, released in 2012, James Bond movie, if you're not familiar, uh, with Daniel Craig. And it's just like, I mean, all of the James Bond movies are phenomenal. And there's a reason why. And I haven't seen the older ones, which I'm sure I would like because I like James Bond. But, and you want to know what my non-serious answer for the greatest movie of, action movie of all time would be Transformers, but the early ones. Like the first, second, and third one. After Shia LaBeouf left, it was just went downhill. When it was him and Megan Fox, it was peak. And then he left. But genuinely, I think, in terms of production, action, enjoyability, it would have to be Skyfall. And then also you add on top Adele's song, Skyfall. She wrote for it. That is fabulous. So next up we have Marvel. At the end of the day, I'm going to be a Marvel Marvel girl, not a DC comic girl. Um, no hate to DC comic. Like it, but don't love it. Like at the end of the day, I'm going to choose Marvel. 
And for the best Marvel movie, I'm going to have to say Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. I'm going to be that bitch. You know, I also thought about doing one of the Thor movies because those are fantastic movies. Then I also thought about Iron Man because I love Robert Downey Jr. I think, isn't he? Didn't he do something? I love him as an actor in those movies. Um, I think he might have done blackface, but that's nothing new. Um, and he, I just, I I think that he's awesome. Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't think I said that right. Is that her name? Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, in the movie, spectacular. Just all great things about it. However, I will say that once again infinity war was one of the movies that i saw in theater and i was like holy shit that was a good movie like out loud absolutely stunned from just like the the acting and the plot of it and thanos's just like the whole background of him and the just the whole plot was so good and then the cgi oh my god just so such it was just such a good movie if you haven't seen it and you're you're like i'm not really into like superheroes and stuff i still think that you should try it because it's like oh my god there's a little fucking fly i killed him sorry uh um even if you're like i'm not really uh a marvel kind of person that's fine. But if you're ever in the mood to maybe try one out, try Infinity War. I also like it because all of the characters are in it. Like, all of the Avengers are in it. And, um, yeah. I'd love to say Ant-Man because I love Paul Rudd with my whole being. I love that man. But the movies just don't do it for me personally. However... In theory, I would love to say that movie just because of him, but it's not. So, but I still love him at the end of the day. Drama, Little Women. (laughs) It's like a historical drama. Um, I looked it up. It's categorized as drama. So we're just going to go with it. It's also could be a romance, but like not really. I'd consider it more like a drama movie. Um, I speak heavily about this movie in my other episode about the greatest movies so if you're interested in hearing me pour my heart out um about that movie because it is my favorite it's my favorite movie like out of all these movies it's my favorite but in terms of this genre of movie um I think it's just the best it is I can't even get into it because I love it so much and I won't stop talking about it so we just need to keep moving now animated I recently was hanging out with my friends and I had already had all my answers and um I was thinking about it I was like you know we were all like just sitting around and we had a campfire and I was like what's what do you guys think like the greatest anime movie move animated movie is of all time and let me tell you <laughs> when I said my answer people were like are you kidding me 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 okay now once again I want to reiterate I'm talking like, I'm mainly thinking about like Disney movies, which I should have specified, but I guess there are like a bunch of animated movies that aren't Disney or Pixar, but in my noggin, 
uh, when I was thinking of an answer for this, I thought of like Disney and Pixar movies. Um, also DreamWorks, like Ice Age is not my number one, but it's my number two. Absolutely. It is the most enjoyable movie. Also, just thought of this one, Incredibles, but the second one. When I tell you, it was embarrassing how much I was laughing whenever I was watching The Incredibles too. The first one's good, but the second one, I was like, I felt like such an idiot. I was like 20 years old when I'm watching it and I'm like cracking up out loud at Incredibles 2, but it was so good. Same thing goes for Ice Age. Like that movie brings me so much comfort and joy and happiness. So fix my necklace here. But my number one is Beauty and the Beast. And let me explain why. Um, there are, like most Disney movies, um, there are a lot of valuable lessons in that movie that can be applied to real life. So, for example, just the main um lesson of just not judging someone based on how they look or what you've heard which again is like pride and prejudice you know bell had this um this notion that he was this bit well she, he did kind of give her a reason to to be scared but that's besides the point like she didn't know that he was cursed and that he had you know gone through all of this and that he used to be a prince and this and that and so it's just it's like and and I just love Belle. And growing up, my some of my family members call me Lily Belle. And I just think she's so graceful. I also love that it takes place in France. And I also love that she loves books. I see myself in her. Ew. I, I like, relate to her. And, um... And no, I don't want to hear Frozen is the best animated movie. I don't want to hear that. If that's your opinion you know what to do. I'm sorry. It's like, no hate, but like, I mean, I'm hating a little bit. It's not bad, but I just genuinely do not understand the absolute cult that is Frozen. I don't get it. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I think, you know, I've seen it before and it's, it's not a bad movie, how did it get like it broke records okay let it go was like the number one song for how long it was like it's like one of the most famous songs in the world how did it get there it's not bad once again i'm saying it's not it's not bad it's it's a decent movie it's enjoyable to watch but to the extent of of what it turned out to be insane insane so, yeah, I don't want to hear Frozen or Avatar. Fuck you. <laughs> Those movies are way too long. Movies should not be that long. Sorry. Even if you have ADHD or you don't, you should not have a movie that be that long. Four hours? Are you insane? Next up, um, well, that's it for movies. So, um, I probably forgot a genre that I just don't feel like. Like, I don't like Western movies, so I'm not going to have, I don't know, like, about that. And so those are my, those are what, those are the categories and genres that I thought of and take it or leave it. Next up, actors and actresses. 
Now, let me tell you, this one was a little bit, this this list took me a while because I had to go through in my head and on the internet, all the actors that I know of, all the actresses that I know of, movies that I've seen them in and what I thought, like just, there was a, there was a lot of planning that went into this today, guys. And I had to think of like, there were definitely a lot of contenders for this, but at the end of the day, I had to think of actors and actresses that have made, like given me goosebumps, that have impressed me beyond words. And I narrowed it down to one person per per category, like actor and actresses. Um, Viola Davis. If you have not seen anything she's been in, notably she's been in, she's been in a lot, but she was in um, How to Get Away with Murder. Her performances in every movie, every show, every whatever she's in is breathtaking. She gives me chills by saying three words. And it is like she, her acting is so compelling. It's insane. I don't know how she does it, but I think she is the greatest actress of all time. Of all time. I'm not, I'm so serious. Now, don't get me wrong. I wonder, did I have any? No, I didn't have any like close contenders, but like Meryl Streep. We all know and love her. She's a great actor, actress. And, but in terms of like, like, I don't know if she's ever given me the goosebumps. You know, I don't know if she's ever like made me really feel something besides like happiness. Um, I still think she's a great actress. But in terms of like the impact Viola Davis all the way. Sorry. Um, actor. Now I... Oh, God. I just choked on air. Now I know everyone wants to say Tom Hanks. Isn't Al Pacino an actor? Maybe I just embarrassed myself. But in modern day cinema. That's what I'm talking about. This is modern day cinema. Okay. Johnny Depp takes the cake. And let me explain why. That man has played roles and absolutely transformed himself into every single character. There are times where he'll be in a movie and I don't even recognize that it's him because he can change his voice and his mannerism. Like him going from Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow, to Mr. Wonka in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory you're telling me like I remember for the longest time I was in disbelief that that was Johnny Depp and Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory Charlie and the chocolate factory I was dumbfounded because it it just doesn't sound like him it doesn't look like him but he he does it for me in terms of acting and just in general you know I think that he is notably one of the greatest actors. And here's the thing. I haven't, well, ever since, you know, the whole trial thing. I, but I don't really remember him being in a lot of other movies as of recent. Now, I understand that Tom Hanks is a great actor. I don't love Tom Hanks. I don't know why. And I will say that I don't like Forrest Gump. Anytime I say that, people are like, oh, 
what how what do you mean how it's not a bad movie but it's not good it's boring and that might be one of my most controversial opinions that i'll ever say on this podcast so um but no i don't want to hear tom hanks this leonardo dicaprio that i think johnny depp knows how to do it now close second morgan freeman that man that man knows how to act god his voice and like same with like viola davis just like i get goosebumps anytime he's in a movie regardless of what kind of movie it is because he just like he delivers he gives what needed to be gave so both of them do um next up next category we have books i didn't um do categories i like you know nonfiction, fiction i just went in romance novels no i just went in for it i and once again i would like to admit i have not read every fucking book on the planet okay we know this but i have read a lot of classic books and a lot of like newer uh trendy books like colleen hoover books and then i've also read jane austen books so i have a diverse palette here i read a lot of like the classic old books in high school um so i feel like i have a pretty good uh platform to stand on in terms of like saying what book is the greatest book of all time now whenever i made my list like this whole list i was um looking at other people's lists for ideas and inspiration and a lot of the lists at the bible was number one which i was kind of shocked by because you don't think of the bible as a like a a novel even though it is because it has like a story and a plot and characters and all of this now in terms of like how you want to classify the bible that's a whole different topic i'm not going to get into because that's not what kind of podcast we're on right now but i just wanted to like mention that because i just was like that i was not expecting that at all but just thought it was pretty interesting that i'd share that um i have it has to be a tie for books i couldn't just choose one i had to go with two um And that would be 1984 by George Orwell and The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. These books, I could, like the movie Us, I could hyperanalyze those two books till the end of time. And that's whenever I know it's like the greatest book of all time. Also Fahrenheit 451, uh, really close second slash third. Um... 1984 is a absolute classic for a reason it highlights um the danger that um technology can bring and it's just like in the government and it was like during its time when it was written it was just like such It was a topic that people weren't talking about that much. And then he said, here's this book. 
have at it, start questioning everything. And it worked. People started thinking about things differently. And, and, you know, big, big brothers always watching like kind of situation. And it was like, it was insane. And now in terms of like, entertainment, um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily entertaining. Um, like, you know, like the Hunger Games, you're flipping pages, you're finishing that book in a day. But and it is a that series is really great, by the way. But in terms of once again, like the impact that it has and the um like how much you can hyperanalyze it. You can definitely hyperanalyze the Hunger Games. But what I'm saying is that there is such a deep meaning to 1984 and The Great Gatsby. Now moving on to The Great Gatsby, there I read this book in um, 11th grade, my junior year of high school for my um, AP English class. And we hyperanalyzed the shit out of this book. And it was, and some of the times I was like, I don't think uh, Fitzgerald actually like meant to write it like that, but okay. Like we were deep diving like the the motifs of like the use of color and um textures and words and visuals and so many things in that book can be analyzed it's like that's what makes something like the the greatest of all time for me is being able to hyper analyze it talk about it for hours and basically be able to write an essay about it without you know struggling that's what makes something like the greatest of all time. I also just realized I don't have athletes on here for a good reason because if you think that I know who the greatest athlete of all time is, you are you don't know me. You this is this must be your first time here because I'm not a sports girl. So, you guys can keep that that opinion to yourself because or you could tell me who you think you're uh the greatest athlete of all time is i know people will say uh fucking i'm not even gonna say any names because you want to know what i think i'm gonna fuck it up and i'm gonna get bullied so i'm not even gonna say any names but you know people people say who the goat is anyways the great gatsby great movie um but even better book that book i think i would recommend watching the movie I don't know I don't want to say what order you can watch it in but I definitely recommend like watching and reading both because then that way whenever you're reading it and maybe you missed on something and then you're watching it you're like oh my god I like forgot this happened or if you watch it and then you're reading it and you're like oh my gosh I love how much more detail they put into this part of it it's just it's a very 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 well written book very well written and I was gonna say Little Women but I already said that as my movie so we're not gonna do a double um <clears throat> second place contender uh for books is Alice in Wonderland now I'm in knowing maybe thinking um is that not a children's book yes it is technically kind of um or at least it's advertised to be uh in ninth grade I did a paper which I didn't get a good grade on which was surprising because I learned a lot and I thought I did a good job but anyways it's my English class 
and or maybe this was no this was 10th grade my bad um did a paper on the uh allegories in Alice in Wonderland now if you don't know what an allegory is it's basically like um something with a deeper meaning um basically a lot but it's typically like a dark meaning um so for example in Alice in Wonderland you know the it's it's labeled as a children's novel but it's an incredibly dark allegorical coming of age book where um Alice goes through like this growing stage and when she gets huge and then she has like all of these it's like it touches on like uh drugs and hallucinogenics and like acid just like things that she's imagining and picturing and when you if you were I would recommend like reading a little article about it I think it was an incredibly um just it blew me away whenever you kind of look at it in a different angle and that's with a lot of these things that I chose that you just look at something in a different angle and you're like holy shit now do we know if that's how the author or director made it seem to be um unless they have said it we don't know but it's interesting to see how you can take something and um analyze it and look at it in different lights now song this this was really this one was really hard because i didn't um i didn't do like the best song in in country the best song in rap and like categories like that i just i just took what the best song lyrically and rhythmically i know to be true and this may come as a surprise but it's not a taylor swift song because it's genuinely impossible for me to choose her best song especially because she continues to put out more music like every year so it's angel of small death in the codeine scene by hosier uh i shocked myself whenever this was my final decision because it wasn't the first thing that came to my mind that came to my mind um because i did a lot of research on like the best artists uh the best lyricists lyricists people who do really great lyrics and then uh looking at their catalog and i did a lot of research and i was in between a few of his songs but this song if you haven't listened to it and i'm sure it's not for everyone and i know people are gonna say what you're out of all the songs in the world that's what you're gonna choose yes it is yeah i am gonna choose a hosier song as the as the greatest song of all time now i know you may be thinking lily you could have chosen any iconic song like stairway to heaven or billy jean anything like that any of the iconic ones and you're right but lyrically like angel of small death is gonna do it i picked out a quote that um or like a lyric from it that I just want to leave you with quote feeling more human and hooked on her flesh I lay my heart down with the rest at her feet fresh from the fields all fector and fertile I know you might be thinking what the fuck does that mean exactly 
when you analyze it and whenever you pick out each it's like fucking Shakespeare like Hosier songs are literally like Shakespeare same with Taylor Swift songs some of them like I just like sit there and I'm like picking apart the whole song and I'm like holy shit like it's at the surface level you're like what does this mean and then you think about it and you analyze it and then you're like oh my god so um cardigan is an extremely close uh contender even like remaining neutral um because you can't deny how great um those lyrics are uh and like leaving like a father running like water you drew stars around my scars but now i'm bleeding come on dude and just i can't even get into it i have an episode all about taylor swift uh because i am at the end of the day i am a swifty tried and true at the end of the day i will i'm just she raised me what can i say uh also wanted a little side note blinding lights by the weekend is the most streamed song ever at 3.4 billion streams holy shit i just wanted to throw that out there because people are like oh it's the greatest song of all time no it's just like the most streamed song of all time it's not a bad song it's just catchy um a lot of sites were saying bohemian rhapsody great song great song um fabulous song like that's definitely up there for me but at the end of the day i am gonna choose angel and you want to know what ask me in two months what i think and half these answers are probably gonna change um band this i once again i didn't do like any categories i just took all the bands that exist and i I technically picked two because i couldn't choose like i could not choose and that would be Fleetwood Mac or ABBA. Those two have done what every band should do. Just create stellar music lyrically and in terms of like production. Um, they're enjoyable, but they're also incredibly like you can manipulate them. You can analyze them and it's the vocals in all of their songs they're catchy but they're also not like poppy and annoying like fucking uh gangnam style that's just the first one that came to my mind because it was such a big song for so long or like baby by justin bieber like those are pop catchy songs but there's a difference and that's when you know they're a good band slash artist when they get stuck in your head but they're also lyrically and sonically well produced and there's just like there's no doubt about it and here's the thing i know people are going to be thinking wow you're gonna roll out rolling stones the beatles and i am not saying that they're bad bands by any means i think what they've done is iconic and i think that they have really great music they're up there for me absolutely but at the end of the day i'm gonna choose fleetwood mac or abba absolutely of the greatest of all time and that is a very you know it's a bold statement of all time yeah i am choosing fleetwood mac or abba um but in my heart one direction will always be 
the greatest band of all time just for like my childhood heart um like lyrically you know they weren't they weren't doing what Fleetwood Mac is doing they weren't writing the chain you know but they were giving out some heartaches they were uh heartthrobs now <clears throat> i will say um to wrap up the the band portion i wanted to note that like i think freddie mercury is like queen was a great band not the greatest of all time obviously for me but i will say that he was the greatest male singer of all time i don't know if i um went into no i didn't for like singers um but i definitely think whitney houston is probably the best female singer of all time i think uh just off the top of my noggin but i did want to point out that i think freddie is the best male singer of all time without a doubt truly like mind-boggling voice next up we have artists now this one i did um god this one i did do categories because it just didn't feel right to roll out oh my god it just didn't feel right to roll out you know so many people because every artist is so different in in each category so um excuse me first up we have pop are we going to be surprised with who I'm going to say? Mm. Adele and Taylor Swift. Ty. Easily. What they do, th- if they had a song together, it would be unstoppable. With Adele's voice and Taylor's songwriting, both of their songwriting combined, I think that that is like, that would break the internet. I don't care what anyone says. At the end of the day, like, people who don't like taylor swift it's i honest to god think it's simply because you know they only know shake it off and love story and you belong with me which are great songs but those are her pop songs those are those don't show and express how brilliant her songwriting is a lot of her greatest songs are songs that people don't even like know about hoax peace ivy Evermore, Coney Island. Come on, dude. Sad, Beautiful, Tragic. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, those are the songs that show how strong of a songwriter she is. And Adele's just fucking iconic. Not only is her personality iconic, I think that her voice is one of the greatest of all time. And I also think that lyrically and sonically, she is the best pop artist she's she's there she has just like her god even like here's the thing even with her like pop songs like that always hit the radio are still lyrically beautiful and still sonically beautiful she can do it both she can do it all um and yes i do want to point out that i do like beyonce and rihanna are right down there okay it's like Adele, Taylor Swift, and then Rihanna, Beyonce, okay? It was hard for me because I think 
taking a step back from being a Swifty, it was hard for me to kind of choose because they all individually do such incredible things and with their lyrics, with their music, just as people. But yeah, I, I wanted to point out that they were a close second as well. <clears throat> and then um, in terms of like classic pop, um, I think Michael Jackson might be there because I know what everyone's thinking. It's like, oh, the greatest of all, of all time. The greatest of all time does not need to be like the classic people. Those are iconic people. Like um, like with movies, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is an iconic horror film, but that doesn't mean it's the greatest of all time. What it, it had an impact and it had, you know, its moment, but of all time, we got to keep up with the times, people. I think Michael Jackson, what he did was phenomenal. I think that he had a great voice. I think, you know, during that time, maybe if it were whenever that fucking decade was, I think in that time, maybe I would say Michael Jackson. But as of right now, I'm saying Adele and Taylor Swift. Rock and roll Elvis. That, and it kind of defeats everything that I just said. But even compared to modern day rock and roll, no one does it like Elvis. No one. I don't care what anyone says. I just, there's just, his music is still, if it were released today, it'd still be good. And that's whenever you know, it's just like the goat. I hate saying the goat because it makes me feel like, um, like a frat guy, uh, in March Madness, which is coming up and I'm a little scared (sighs) for the streets. Um, rap. Now I'm not the biggest rap fan but I can appreciate a good rap song and a good rap battle and a good freestyle and for that reason I have two because I wanted to have a female rapper and a male rapper because I feel like people look at rap like rappers as um like a male dominated industry which it is what industry fucking isn't but at the end of the day I wanted to have two that kind of encapsulated the whole genre. So, I chose Dr. Dre and Megan The Stallion. Yeah, I did choose Megan. She's new-er-ish. But what she does is, like, she takes the cake, dude. Come on. You just, you can't sit here and tell me that she isn't the greatest of all time. One of okay she brings like this 90s classic rap aura in in 2020s like she's doing it and dr dre i mean just an icon and i surprised myself whenever i said that but you know what eminem sure but that's not he's a great rapper but i would argue that he's just not the greatest of all time i think he's great but not of all time um close contenders kendrick lamar Nicki minaj and snoop dog uh for sure uh, i think what kendrick lamar does is insane i think he is a great singer rapper great person um i love his music i can say that with my chest um yeah but oh yeah and then i yeah, I realized he's saying Eminem, but he's just not giving what I need to be the goat. Sorry. Um, classical Aretha Franks. 
Franklin. Why did I say Franks? That's not what I meant to say. Um, Aretha Franklin is such a fucking icon. Same with like Frank Sinatra, but like I have to go with my girl Aretha. Okay. Gotta go with her. Um, respect. You make me feel like a natural woman. Ain't no way. Come on. Like these are the songs that just, that don't get old. They don't get old. Marvin Gaye. Oh yeah. Say what you want about him. Great. But you know, it's not, it's not, they're not doing what Miss Franklin can do. No, not at all. Indie slash alt. Um, this one was a little difficult because this is kind of like my favorite besides like pop. Um, I'm an indie alt girl. Ew, that sounded so like pick me, but it's just the truth. Um, I went with Arctic Monkeys. Their music puts something in me that makes me fly. (laughs) And um, there were a lot of bands where I was like, oh, aren't they considered alt? And then it's like, no, they're rock. And then there's just like such a fine line. Um, And this one was kind of hard for me to choose because there are a lot of really, really great bands that I want to say in in my heart are the greatest of all time. But at the end of the day, I'm going to have to go with Arctic Monkeys. I will. I do. I have to. I don't have a choice because that's just that's just that's just what I believe. Um, another category that I forgot to mention. <clears throat> uh, is country. <sighs> George Strait knows how to do it. George Strait knew what he was doing when he opened up his mouth and started singing. Um, And it's a tie between him and Dolly Parton. Dolly, there there genuinely I don't think could be anyone that does what Dolly does. No one could ever be as good as Dolly in terms of everything okay she she knows what she's doing and that's all i'll say that's all i will say she knows what she's doing and she does it great george Strait is he is he alive Mm, i'm gonna feel like an idiot if i get this wrong holy shit he's alive Wait, I thought he was a lot older than that. All right. God, he's hot. Sorry. (laughs) I'm going to say it. I think George Strait's hot. Now, does he have veneers? Maybe, but they look great on him. Keeps him young. Or he just has great teeth. I don't really know. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know, but what I do know is that he's a great fucking singer. And he knows how to do a country song. Now, on to more simpler topics that don't have all these categories um I just did an episode on snacks top tier snacks and um I already discussed this but top tier snack greatest snack of all time cool ranch Doritos cool ranch Doritos um they're gonna hit every single time they never get old ever and that's when you know it's a great fucking snack Next up, drink 
the best drink of all time, <laughs> the greatest drink of all time, um, non-alcoholic. Besides water, um, I'm going to go with a strawberry acai refresher. That shit is going to do it for me every fucking time. I have been drinking that shit religiously since I was 15 and I'm turning 23 in a few months. So, and I would love, I would love to know how much money I have spent on strawberry refreshers and just Starbucks in general. I would love to know. Actually, I take that back. I would not like to know because it would probably be the most humiliating thing in the planet. So, uh, drink alcoholic vodka pineapple. Vodka pineapples are going to do it for me every time. And if you haven't tried it, you need to try it. Every time I get it at the bar and someone's like, what are you drinking? And I'm like, vodka pineapple, please try it. Please try it. You need to try a vodka pineapple. And so, and they do. And they're just like, holy shit. Yeah, exactly. So, if you are 21 and over, try vodka pineapple and thank me later. Next up, uh, these the rest of these categories are so funny because they're just like little categories. But uh, the greatest animal of all time, I think, is a sea otter. They lay on their backs and they float and they carry little pebbles. And they also like hold hands so they don't float away from each other. And I think that is like the sweetest thing on the planet like you i come on like sea otters are so sweet looking and i also think they're nice too same with um uh hmm, is it seals are seals the sea puppies i don't know but um the greatest color uh green except for neon green all greens are the greatest um greatest show new girl we already know this if you've been listening for a while you know that that's just non-negotiable for me um in terms of reality tv shows greatest of all time uh i don't watch a lot of reality shows to be honest but um recently watched too hot to handle and that was fucking hilarious um anything on hgtv is also up there for me um but I, I'm not the biggest reality. Oh, uh, Keeping Up With Kardashians, uh, Real Housewives. Of... I don't care. I don't want to hear that. I don't like it. It's not my favorite. Um, and last but not least, the greatest platform, social platform of all time is Pinterest. There's no drama, just vibes. It caters to you beautifully. Um, and that's all I, that's all I need. So that's all I have for you guys today. This was a long one, but I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow the pod on Instagram at argue with the wall, but the with is a W. Um, you could subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow this pod wherever you're listening to it, rate it, like it, do whatever you feel like. Um, and let me know your thoughts. Let me know your greatest of all times. And we'll chat next week. Bye.